Next time, just keep a powder room somewhere. Eh? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> right, ready? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een wa alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Dear listeners, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh We are once again very delighted to have the presence of an eminent uh, world-recognized scholar and Sufi master Sheikh Fadlullah Al-Hayri and as I've indicated before, this is a very historic occasion for Al-Ansar TV in collaboration with ITV in the production of this documentary. And we hope that you will enjoy this session as much as we have done in the previous sessions as well. Once again, Sheikh Fadlullah, welcome to this studio. Thank you. We had in the previous discussions stopped at the importance and the meaning of dua particularly in the at in the context in which you said that we human beings interact uh, and interface with the myriad of allah's laws both from a point of view of the material laws the spiritual laws the laws of cosmology of biology of physiology etc and they run into billions and therefore in the interfacing of these and if we transgress, we earn the punishment. If we are in obedience to these laws and hence to Allah's command, we are rewarded. In context of وَمَنْ يَكْسِبَ إِثْمًا فَإِنَّمَا يَكْسِبُهُ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ So keeping that in mind, it also implies that there are dangers within us such as vices and virtues. And I would like you to explore for us and the benefit of the viewers, the vices of the soul. Um, I call it the vices of the lower self or yes. the vices of the ego. Every human being, as you quite rightly intimated, is in the need for a better, higher, reliable knowledge so that we maintain well-beingness. We all have been innately programmed to wanting happiness. Happiness implies contentment. Contentment implies physical, mental, and heart well-beingness. So I am programmed in every possible way to relate to the outer world in order to maintain that state of well-beingness. Therefore, I am in need of dua. The root of the word is da'ayad'u, to call, to request. To, so I'm all the time calling upon the essence of creation, the ruh, the light, 
the foundation of creation, Allah Azza wa Jal, to guide me. Otherwise, I will misguide myself. As you said quite rightly, if we go off the path, we'll punish ourselves. In ahsantum fali anfusikum. So therefore, the whole process of growing up, there is physical growing up, there is biological growing up, and there is also spiritual growing up. Always there are twos, two aspects in this life, zahir or batin. So outwardly I grow physically, but inwardly many people remain, if you like, spiritually in terms of growth, arrested. They're not, you know, you find a 60-year-old man, but he still behaves like a 20-year-old, you know, youngster. So we seek physical, mental, spiritual growth. Now, vices belongs to the lower self, to the animal self. And we all have the animal, if you like, tendencies, whether it is anger, rancor, uh, all of the other vulgarities of animals. All of them are in us. So if I allow my tendency always to feed that part of my development, then I remain very much arrested in development. Spiritually, I remain inept and uh, have not really grown. So I will muddle through, I will create havoc for myself as well as for others. It's not just danger to me. I'll be danger to, mm. to communities, societies, and so on. So essentially, vices are to do with the lower tendencies. They don't have, they are not being illumined yet by the higher consciousness. So again, what may distinguish human beings from others is that we have consciousness of consciousness or awareness of awareness of awareness. So we look in the mirror and we see this is me. Oh, and I move my hand and I have power. Most animals don't do that. There is the rudiment of self-awareness in some of the higher uh, primates. But it doesn't exist with others. You see. It's like a cow that doesn't think of a cousin in London. That's it. <laughs> or suffer from a cousin in London, <laughs> or vice versa. Or, so. Vices are within me. If I'm not aware of my vices, then I have not begun. And vices are always there. One of the big vices is anger. You know, there is a purpose for anger. It is not for nothing, so, but it is a vice in the sense that it is a power that arises when I see some injustice or when I see some mismatch. I had an expectation and it wasn't met, so I'm angry. This is really a matter of my ignorance, of not knowing that what I was having expectations of is not possible to be met. So vices are in me, countless, endless. Now, my purpose, my job, my, all of my ibadahs is to be aware as the vice arises, impatience about to arise. So then immediately a very quick, if you like, evaluation occurs in my higher mind, in my intellect, in my higher aql, in that, is there any use in my expressing my anger? Is it going to help the situation? Is it going to help the other person? Is it going to end up with better situation? Or is it going to be just shouting and dissipating energy and then I have to also, on top of it, after two or three days, come and apologize? Mm -hmm. If I am sensible. If I'm not sensible, of course, you don't even apologize. So, Vices never end. Now, the way to 
move from vices to their equivalent, because vices cannot be away from virtues. Good cannot be away from bad. Night cannot be away from day. Birth cannot be away from death. Always together. But they are, there is a furqan, there is a separation, but they don't mix, you know, they're close. Mm -hmm. So if I am aware of the vice of impatience in me, and if I am simply having that split second awareness that this is not going to help, not going to listen, so I will move immediately to the virtue of patience. That split second, would you say that is sabr? Well, oh. it, it is, it's in between. It is a barzakh, it is in between. Barzakh. Then I move to sabr. Okay. Then I move from impatience to patience. Then I move from meanness. You know, I, I don't want to give him anything. No, he was another thing. So I, I'm mean. But suddenly when I see myself mean and I realize Allah's generosity, that I'm still able to breathe, where did I get that from? How is that continuing? Mm. Suddenly I have a glimpse of Allah's generosity. Then I may be ashamed and say, look, look, even though I am not too happy in giving it, for Allah's sake, for my higher sake, I give it. So vices can move to virtues if you have that interspace, if you have that awareness of it, and referring to the higher. Which is still intellect <coughs> applied. Absolutely. Intellect applied. Absolutely. So, so we, are, we are a mixed bag. All the virtues or all the vices are there, but we need to groom the lower self, contain the lower self, put the boundaries of the lower self, sharia again, and you move into the haqiqah. Sharia will become full, fulfilled by reference to haqiqah. Sharia is to have good character, good qualities, patience, etc., etc. Always expect the best, give the best, and you will receive the best. But it will give me the sweetness of truth, of haqiqah, that Allah's generosity is beyond limits. If I am only to imitate a little bit of that, then I will also have greater delights and fulfillment. Subhatullah is that. The Quran mm. described the color of Allah. You can't take Allah, I can't become that, but I take the color of Allah. Take the color of generosity. That's why even if somebody is not generous, they like to appear as generous. They like to take the color, but it's a very thin veneer. So mm. we want a really good quality color. <laughs> so. so now we have uh, an individual, obviously all, all of creation in San is two-dimensional in the sense of matter and spirit or, or the ruh. And we see the dysfunctional approach that we have, that you can have a physically well-developed person, but spiritually malnourished or in a, perhaps in a more uh, rustic manner, a physical giant and a spiritual pygmy, yeah. you know, in that sense of the imbalance. Yeah. Now, should he seek to proceed uh, from the, or rather inward journey to haqiqah, mm -hmm. what should, steps should he be taking to commence that journey of haqiqah or the, this, the, 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 the seeker that is very honest, he has his intellect, it's no longer theoretical intellect, it's applied intellect. He's already at the edge of the awareness of the aware and he wants to now move. How would he, what advice would you recommend for that person? Uh, this is a very key question. 
I'm sure you have come across people asking it many times. I certainly have come across numerous occasions. People are sincere and, and genuine. They say, I want to know more of Allah. I want more of spiritual knowledge. I want, because occasionally they have caught a glimpse of that delight of real inner contentment. And uh, as we have often repeated, so they have began to see that uh, amazing banquet of, like, of Allah's thrills and the joy. So they say, how can I get more of it? Because the age we are living in is much more of a materialistic pursuit of an age, until a hundred odd years ago, many terms in the Arabic language, which are now have been, uh, in a sense, misapplied. For example, the word khamil. Until 50, 78 years ago, whenever an Arab, especially scholars, hear the word khamil, they understood completely different to what it means now. If you ask an Arab now, what is khamil? They tell you meaning lazy. Whereas up till 50, 60, 70 years ago, khamil meant high quality of a person who didn't want to show off. He was not in competition to be seen. Mm -hmm. Was quiet. That's why they all wore the same robes, you know, and the, uh, the Abba, for example, mm -hmm. be the same. The son of the king and the son of a pauper, as far as their knowledge is concerned, listening to a man of knowledge, they were of the same. You could not distinguish. So what has happened to us now is that we are trained in a high-drive, ambitious, worldly sense. Get it. If you miss the exam, you, you didn't, you, by, you, by the time you're, you know, your age, you miss the age, you cannot enter into the corporate world and poof, poof, poof. So we have been trained, indoctrinated. I'm almost about to say even if there is a genetic transmission in that, don't you know, his parents were ambitious, so he's ambitious. So we are being programmed in that ambition to gain and get. Now, the spiritual side is exactly the reverse. You can never get it. Allah has got you. Allah has got me. The light has already taken us. We are enslaved by that truth. So here I apply this side of my training and drive to get it, get it, get it. Suddenly I become a spiritual person. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. So therefore I start to compete. How many rak'as did I do now often? How many times did they came? Two people were competing with each other, how much they the night they had been spending doing this and that and reading Quran. And eventually they came to Imam Ali. They said, look, I did you know, 200 rak'ah. The other one did the whole Quran. What did you do? He said, I slept. You know, <laughs> look, it's not by quantity. Hmm. Here we have been trained by quantity, quantity drive. And in the spiritual sense, quality, quantity, they all merge into eternity. So you have to approach it by humbleness. If it says you don't even touch it unless you are pure. So how about absorbing it? Mm. How about internalizing it? And externalizing afterwards. Yes, exactly. So also the meaning of means come to it with outer purity. Sharia. Mm. But inner purity also. So this transposing our worldly practices which are all right in a way, to compete, to excel, to do, into the higher world is a big confusion.
You know, that's why he said, how many times did you go for every year I go to Umrah? Every year we, we've begun, we have become, if Traders. you like, uh, and we are material, spiritual materialism, mm. you see. So, and that's happened also with many people, even in comparing their teachers. He is higher, he is greater, he is, Allah is greater. You know, so this issue of how do you get more of the spiritual, if you like, openings, is very much dependent on first and foremost, to what extent have you done your closing? That is why we have wudu before salat. Close the world, seal yourself, enter into a state of no man's land, and try and disappear. No thought, no awareness, none. Then you gain a different dimension of nourishment. Worldly nourishment is very different from spiritual nourishment. I don't deny the worldly nourishment, but what I really need it for is spiritual nourishment. So I need the donkey to be kept well. You know, if the donkey is not well and healthy, I won't get to the, uh, you know, to the valley of bliss and beauty. But it is not about donkey. Donkey is the means. My life on this earth is the means of realizing the blissful state of presence, huzur al-qalb. So for spiritual gain and spiritual growth, first and foremost, I must have attended to my worldly responsibilities, needs, up to a point. Otherwise, it never ends. You know, you want something, something else comes. You need this, and you start coordinating colors, schemes, houses, mm -hmm. cars. It never ends. Mm -hmm. That is why it is modesty is very important. Modesty, modesty, no thank you, that's enough. I've got enough. And then you begin to enjoy the other dimension. Otherwise, al takathur. So more and more and more. And as you said quite rightly, I am both. Worldly, heavenly. So the, as you said, al-hakum uh, takathur so the proof of it yes so its death is really the the object for moderation Absolutely. and to act and behave moderately Absolutely. and the beginning of the seeker's path okay the, you brought in a very important issue now also and that is remembrance of death mm. the more i remember death the more i am willing to leave this and that which is glorious is already there I have to do no, la ilaha illallah is there. Now, with this exercise, obviously, uh, there wouldn't be a quantum leap because it will follow a certain uh, order in sequence. You've got the animal self. Now, the seeker is questioning himself and he's moving on to another stage, obviously, through certain beacons, amongst which the most important would be salah. So, he would then be moving on to the next level, would he not? From nafsul ammara to nafsul lawwama. Would that be there? In other words, would he be in the right path once he starts uh, facing questions in that direction? Uh, there is a hierarchy, as you are alluding to. Uh, the child is nafsul ammara. I want that and that's it. Then begins to have a bit of a nafsul lawama, blaming if he had damaged something, and then mulhama, and then radhi. So, but they never preclude each other forever. In other words, 
no matter who the person is, Nafs al-Ammara is still there, but almost dormant. You know, it has not been, it's no tamed. longer active, tamed, if you like. So there are these hierarchies, but there is also a certain measure of intermingling. Uh, I had met people who through acts of total, utter self-abandonment, they had moved very quickly into a much higher state. So it doesn't mean there is a standard, if you like, way of measuring. Mm -hmm. In other words, we can't uh, you know, say these are the different stages because there are many different ways of looking at the nafs. There are many classifications. So it's good to refer to them, it's good to know them, and it's good also to go past them and say, look, I'll do my best by awareness of my lower self, and I ask Allah's mercy, rahmah, and the light to encompass me so as I get out of those darknesses. In other words, the more one refers to the rahmah of Allah, the light of Allah, the forgiveness of Allah. Otherwise, I'll dwell all the time. I've had so many people coming to me occasionally said, I am a very sinful person. I said, please go away. I said, don't come to me. So it becomes a crutch. It becomes a person. Don't you know I'm always sinful? Papa said, go with your friends, sinful. Don't come near us. So one has to be careful. He said, don't you know I'm a nafsil ammara? So <laughs> it is good to have them as a reference point. So they didn't follow a particular pace because uh, oh, one individual could, in a flash, that's it, in that's a flash, it, could it. reach nafsul radia, for that's example, it. or nafsul mardia. Absolutely. Beautiful poem from Rumi when he says, I was a mineral and I became a plant and I was a plant, I became an animal. Now, I'm, uh, the development of plants even, if you just take oranges, it ripens into a fairly sizable fruit, green. It remains green. Yes. Until the temperature, most of the uh, cultivars of oranges, until the temperature drops below 10 degrees. So I have some trees, you know, and it's green, green. Next morning you see it is red. Once the temperature has dropped for one night, it's red. It was almost ripe before, but mm. it has changed, you know. So as you said, it doesn't have to follow. Suddenly you find a person, especially with difficulties, especially with major earthly, worldly difficulties, suddenly you find the person wisens up. Often it also goes with white hair. You know, they've had a big shock. <laughs> really? So you don't know. You may dislike difficulty or, you know, it may be the best thing for you. So you emerge with courage, conviction, patience, perseverance, and that's he, it. He experiences his own earthquake. That's it. <laughs> now this brings us to, again, uh, what we talk of these stages and we talk about the perfection of the individual. But in our earthly existence, uh, the, the male and the female, they, they're not on their own perfected because there is this complementarity between them. One is Jamali and what is Jalali. And one, in order to perfect itself, seeks that which is in the other. And I'd like you to elaborate on this because this has a very powerful role in our earthly existence and our relationship between mother and son and father and daughter, husband and wife, spouses, and the reason what is love, how does love fall in, where is his role, 
And it's, it's important for us to understand where the dependency syndrome is. It's again Allah's rahmah of having designed us such that we are in need. Life will not continue without these two entities getting together. And as a result, one other entity emerges. Can you imagine from the one comes the two? And when the two are together, then comes again one. And, and that one looks for another one. They become two. And then again one. So it's an illustration of our neediness for complementarity, as you said. Starting with Adam salam in the garden and the need for uh, creating Hawa. So, so we are all in need of that. But then this issue of Jamal and Jalal is very interesting also because of the changes of emphasis of roles. You know, we can't just say woman is beauty and man is majesty. They oscillate, they, they exchange. The birth is a most amazing Jalali event. It is thunderous. It is, it is earth shattering. You people feel also, if you like, the power of angels around, you know, the birth of a baby, the birth. It's, and then Jalali also, a woman softens the other aspects of man's, if you like, being a bit more forceful, being a bit more manly, as we say. But they both interchange. And often a man who is a leader, who is, a, uh, if you like, playing a big role in society, often needs also a softer person to rely upon. That's why it's said always behind any great man there is a great woman. So we need that and they play different roles. Sometimes the man becomes like a little child. I've often heard women who have had you know, many years of marriage and so on, they say sometimes they're like a child. It's true. Mm -hmm. and, you know, some other time he's like a friend, some other time he's like the father. So you know, there are, it's a whole spectrum of roles Man plays, and so does woman play. Sometimes she becomes a little girl. You know, sometimes she... <laughs> so wisdom. And we both play these different roles, and we reflect upon each other. Eventually, we realize that, in truth, what we consider the feminine principle is very much in the man, and vice versa, also. Sometimes uh, the, the woman can be majestic as well. Very much so. And, and the, the man can be Jamali. Absolutely. Depending on the situation Absolutely. and the appropriateness. Absolutely. The gentleness of a man, that's Jamal, that's a softness, you know, and perseverance, patience, all of that, and so on. So we complement each other until we find, in truth, there is no other. And that is again where la ilaha illallah. Because from the one comes the multitudes and all the varieties drawing their power from the one sustained by the one returning to the one and then you truly can say la ilaha illallah muhammad rasulullah and the echo of it is muhammad rasulullah and that is the insan al-kamil the being who had completed the journey completed the journey what in what way in the sense that watched for the vices, took responsibility of all the lower self, allowed some of the... I had once an incident whereby the lower animal was you know, suddenly taken over. So I asked as to how can I harness this wild horse? The answer was, if it is a real wild horse and you fall in office back, you can't immediately jump back, you know, you, 
waste you. Gently walk along it. Let the horse also take a bit of, you know, food and grass or whatever until after a little while he's a bit more quiet, then jump back. So, you know, the, the nafs can be wild. You know, if, you see, if you've seen people who are seething with anger, you know, you can't Rage. quieten them. Rage, exactly. So, so nafs al-kamila, the prophetic self, the prophet's being, completed what? Completed being the most perfect Abdullah. There is no more nafs involved. There is no more interference. So what comes to that being is pure, utter, perfect light. As Quran says, لَقَدَ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا In the Messenger of Allah, you have the most beautiful pattern of conduct. Always inwardly content, always outwardly doing whatever he can to help others who are less fortunate. Sheikh, we're going to stop here for a while. I think it's a very fascinating point. It's going to lead us to another subject. But uh, once again, I wish to thank you and the listeners for this short break. Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum. Thank you very much.